When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present, the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 26th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Modern medicine has resulted in some amazing discoveries and accomplishments, yet we still remain largely dependent upon more costly, toxic, and potentially deadly pharmaceutical drugs than any civilization in human history. While we're getting more inoculations and vaccines than we ever have, we're taking more pills and medications than we've ever taken, and we know more about diet and exercise than we've ever known, we're still somehow experiencing alarming levels of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, autism, and other maladies. Yet, as human beings, we all possess within our bodies the endocannabinoid system, or ECS, a group of endogenous or pre-existing cannabinoid receptors located in our brains and throughout our central and peripheral nervous systems, consisting of neuromodulatory lipids in their receptors. Referred to as the body's own cannabinoid system, the ECS is involved in a variety of physiological processes that monitor and operate appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in governing the psychoactive effects of cannabis that gets us high. The endocannabinoid system also regulates voluntary exercise, as almost every living animal on the planet above insects have cannabinoids in their brains. When someone ingests marijuana, cannabis, they have a cannabinoid receptor that's already in their brain and waiting for that cannabis to connect with it so it can do its biological magic. 
My guest today says frequently that flowing energy organizes matter, and when matter is organized, it's always oscillating between extremes of what it's working with. He also writes that because marijuana exhibits free radicals, people who've been using cannabis long-term tend to live longer and look younger. That marijuana promotes your health by affecting your nerve cells, by balancing your immune system, by reducing fat deposits in your cardiovascular system, and it looks like it helps burn the synthesis of things like cholesterol. That guest is Dr. Robert Melamed. Dr. Bob, is who, as he is called, has a PhD in molecular biology and biochemistry from the City University of New York. Dr. Melamed retired as chairman of the biology department of University of Colorado, Colorado Springs in 2005, where he continues to teach and research cannabinoids, cancer, and DNA repair. Dr. Melamed is recognized as a leading authority on the therapeutic uses of cannabis, and he has co-authored or authored dozens of papers on a variety of a wide variety of subjects. Dr. Bob also serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Interna- International Association for Cannabis as Medicine, the Scientific Advisory Board for Americans for Safe Access, Sensible Colorado, Scientific Advisor for Cannabis Therapeutics, as well as a variety of other state dispensaries and marijuana patient advocacy groups. And he's joining me today. Welcome, Dr. Bob, to Cannabis Radio. Well, thank you, but i got to make some corrections there. I'm Please not do. involved with I'm not involved at the university anymore. I retired from there. I'm actually living in Vermont. And uh, I don't really participate anymore with the professional establishment uh, in any fashion because I just disagree with their fundamental principles. Uh, So I have a fundamentally different modus operandi regarding how I view science and how I view health. Uh, so I come from a very different position, and at this point, I only really focus on educating the people because their minds have not been so indoctrinated with the ignorance and the closed-mindedness that characterizes uh, the, bio, the biomedical pharmaceutical industry. Well, I appreciate those updates. Uh, since you have uh, disconnected from the institutions uh, that you're previously working do some some uh, some ancient history for us. How were you initially introduced to ganja, and how did cannabis come to be a primary focus of your work? Did you did you ever plan on being a cannabis related scientist? Well, I always planned on understanding what life was, and I always planned on using more cannabis because early on, I knew it was good for me. I started college when I was sixteen, and that's also when I started using cannabis and. I went from being the world's worst student, even though I started at an early age, and I wound up, by the time I was a uh, graduate student in graduate school, I became a very good student. But it took me me a number of years to learn about learning, especially because my brain is not wired in a typical, normal fashion. I can't go from A, B, C, D to get to an endpoint. I scatter all over the place and eventually get to where I'm going. So everybody, regardless of whether or not we've ever smoked cannabis, has a cannabinoid system with cannabis receptors uh, within our bodies, and the cannabinoid system first appeared 600 million years ago. How did this happen? Well, let me, let me clarify that a little more accurately as well. You know, our endocannabinoid system consists of a whole bunch of not only receptors, but the flowing biochemistry that generates and breaks down the things that activate those receptors. And the receptors themselves come and go. So we're dealing with, you know, dynamic structures here that come and go with time and under different circumstances. 
And uh, it wasn't until the uh, emergence of vertebrates that the CB1 receptor first appeared. However, prior to that, and going as far back as protozoa, uh, there does seem to be the chemicals of the endocannabinoid system. They were just never formalized in their activity to the extent that occurs when they have a specific receptor and the associated biochemistry that is involved with that receptor. So how does cannabis enter the picture? Cannabis enters the picture because the receptors that emerged with the endocannabinoid system, and in particular because the first one to appear was the CB1 receptor, uh, you have to understand how life works in order to understand how these cannabinoid receptors are functional because they have a very specific, uh, they have a very uh, broad, actually, specific but broad role in maintaining human health because the CB1 receptor, what it does is it allows for cells to burn energy uh, coming from carbohydrates in a very efficient manner. In other words, they can make ATP efficiently by using what's known as the electron transport system. And the reason this is so important is because, from my perspective, that's what has allowed for the evolution of the human brain. Again, this flowing energy is constantly creating organization, and organization reached a, uh, a certain level with the invertebrates, but it couldn't more fully embrace what evolution selects for, and that is adaptability. So for our brains to increase to provide more adaptability, they had to be able to burn the energy that was required without at the same time killing themselves, because what I don't think I mentioned was that when we make energy efficiently, we also make it very dangerously, because that's when we make uh, our free radicals. And free radicals are literally for aging and all age-related illnesses, including cancers. So what the cannabinoid system did was it allowed for the brain to uh, more closely regulate that efficient energy production, and that allowed for the brain to actually evolve. And as a consequence, we see that in the more evolutionarily advanced areas of the brain, uh, meaning all vertebrate brains, but uh, most highlighted in, in humans and primates, we see that the CB1 receptor is found in the most abundant area, in, in most abundance in the evolutionarily advanced areas of the brain. So science, evolution, God, whatever you want to say, uh, has constantly utilized more and more CB1 receptors so it could power the human brain. you got to so remember promotes, the brain... It promotes brain higher consciousness. Well... Higher consciousness represents higher levels of organization again. You know, the consciousness of a conscious human being is, is presumably of a, a greater complexity than lower life forms. And I, I certainly believe that. So the point here, nevertheless, is that using more and more cannabinoid activity um, naturally and it does now, at this point in time, homeostatically regulate everything in our body. Uh, it started out with the CB1 receptor allowing for the brain to evolve because, you know, again, our brain is 5% of our body weight, but it uses 20% of our energy. 
and the energy that it uses, it's making efficiently, but via that dangerous process. So the fact that we've selected so strongly for the ability to utilize uh, these cannabinoids to regulate the brain, which in turn regulates everything else. And eventually what happened was the CB2 receptor emerged uh, from a gene duplication originally probably of the CB1 because they have significant sequence homology. Uh, The point here being, though, that the CB2 receptor, unlike the CB1, turns on recycling. And that's so critical in a cell just as it is in society. If we just use our efficient energy-producing means uh, in society or in our cells, we wind up generating a lot of uh, environmental damage and a lot of cellular and environmental debris that we have to recycle. And even though both fat and sugars provide us with a source of energy, they are not the same in contrast to what we're generally taught. So when we use energy efficiently, it's dangerous. And if we use too much of that, we actually have to find ways to protect ourselves. And one of the most dramatic ways of protecting ourselves is to actually turn off sugar burning, turn off the electron transport system and make energy inefficiently but safely. And uh, we do that in different ways, one of which is by burning sugar uh, in a very inefficient way called glycolysis, and that's a very much of a hallmark of cancer cells. But it's also a natural thing that we do when we're trying to replicate our DNA so we don't zap them with too many free radicals. But the ultimate thing that a cell does is it turns on recycling, and it does that when it turns on fat burning actually turns off sugar burning and turns on fat burning so it can recycle the damaged components of the cell. And that's what the immune system is critically involved in doing because the immune system monitors all mass that comes into our body, our collection of molecules, whereas the nervous system monitors all information. And between the two of them, you're pretty much taking care of everything that comes in. It's either going to be mass or energy. So we need the immune system to monitor the mass that's coming in because that can be viral infections or poisons or other things that our immune system can help protect us from. That's what the immune system does. It protects. So um, that's where where we're at now. We have an opportunity with the cannabinoid system to regulate everything that comes into our bodies, be it energy or mass, and we have the ability then to do something with put it to coordinating of things so that we don't just have runaway building and self-destruction, but we can have intelligent, coordinated uh, efforts. And that's why it's important for us to understand the role of cannabis in this process and the importance of shifting away from the extensive carbohydrates that we use. We are expanding our conscious awareness uh, of our touch of gray matters with Dr. Robert Melamede. We'll take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors, advertisers. Come right back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. 
industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Equio, New Frontier's cutting-edge big data platform, puts the information and answers you need right at your fingertips in real time to help you more effectively run your cannabis business. Go to www.equio.io to sign up for your free membership today. Again, that's www.equio.io. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with the amazing Dr. Bob Melamede. Dr. Bob, how is it that the endocannabinoid system is not regularly taught in medical school? I mean, why isn't this anatomy 101? How new is this to science? Well, it does have to become anatomy 101, essentially, the, the, it, it is new to science in that the endocannabinoid system was really largely discovered just about 1990s. And although that seems like a long time ago, it took years as they build up more and more uh, information regarding it. At this point, there's a tremendous amount of information. I, I feel, though, unfortunately, I'm the only one who's integrated it all into a physical foundation based on this far from equilibrium thermodynamics that was created by Nobel laureate Ilya Prigogine. So I understand what life is and the role of the cannabinoid system in that process, whereas the, the, the so-called real world of professionals, they view things from a very different perspective. For me, flowing energy constantly is generating more complexity, the evolutionary process, the unfolding of humanity, and the only way you can create a state of health is by understanding what life is and how we can regulate the flows of energy and mass in order to promote a harmonious movement further from equilibrium, which for me is synonymous with health. And you don't do that by taking uh, you know, xenotropic uh, bio- compounds or even biological compounds and amplifying them and putting them into the body in a way where they're not regulating a healthy flow to promote a healthy movement from further from equilibrium, but instead wind up uh, blocking pathways and shutting things off that need to not be shut off, but need to be adjusted so that they're in harmony. And that's why we see such a horrible uh, success rate with things like chemotherapy, because they're not doing the right thing. They're not trying to restore health. They're trying to poison uh, unhealth. Well, poisoning unhealth winds up poisoning the body as well. So what you wind up doing is uh, killing the person and hoping that the cancer dies before the person, whereas cannabis-based and nutritional-based therapies instead promote health. 
so that the body no longer sustains the cancer or sustains the other conditions that are providing for illness. We have to restore health by re-guiding the flow, by recycling our damaged components and allowing our stem cells to replenish things that that need to be fixed, new cells. And our cannabinoid system regulates that because fat burning regulates stem cell division and then turning on sugar burning with CB1 will then turn on the differentiation so that these stem cells that were reproducing with the help of the CB2 can now differentiate and become the cells that we need to replace the problems. And we can't do all of that with an appropriate balance if we're burning too many carbohydrates because then we're damaging everything too much and then we're producing fat, for example, to protect us from the free radicals that we're producing because we're eating too many carbohydrates. So one of the biggest dangers has been the use of fat-free diets, which means you're only burning carbohydrates, which means you're prematurely aging and hence responsible, from my perspective, for the increase in metabolic syndrome, heart disease, Alzheimer's, et cetera. All of the diseases that cannabis inhibits when appropriately used uh, has been, in fact, fostered by the idiots that have promoted fat-free diets. Our government strikes once again. Would it be embedded by aided and embedded by the pharmaceutical industry and the ignorance of our doctors who are not taught about the endocannabinoid system because they don't know it so about it. So how does it get whole system when the system has not does not have it as part of it? So rather than learning from people in the medical marijuana community who are using it regularly and getting all these miraculous results, they have their heads buried in the books with their arrogant assumption of knowledge, find them all to be fools. Dr. Bob, would it be inaccurate to say that cannabis medicine is more closer to naturopathic approach than an allopathic approach in trying to... What's that? Absolutely. Trying to harness the natural uh, rhythms and the natural processes of the body, which create healing rather than kind of throw obstacles and sabotage. Well, think of the absurdity. I mean, we've got thousands and thousands of people around the world using cannabis for countless different ailments. We know what works, and yet the industry, the pharmaceutical and medical industry, they're not interested in listening to what we have to say. I'm actually prevented from speaking at universities and at at conferences, which is why I've totally given up on the morons, because their view of the world is not at all based on foundational physics. It's based on pharmaceutical companies educating doctors so that the pharmaceutical company can make money and the doctors can sit in their ivory towers and arrogantly presume that they're helping people when in so many cases they're actually harming people. Do you think that, say, in 100 years, assuming society's intact, that medicine might be based strongly on the cannabis science that's being accomplished today? Well, I think there's no alternative other than that, because what's happening right now in their ignorance, in their infinite ignorance, uh, governmental positions have created the seeds for their own self-destruction, because by keeping cannabis illegal on a federal level, the blips, the backward-looking people who are naturally cannabinoid deficient, will continue to use the existing pharmaceutical medical model and will continue to suffer the side effects and the consequences and the lack of health improvement at great expense financially. 
whereas the people who are more cannabinoid endowed, the forward-looking people, the more evolutionarily advanced people, because cannabis levels are always increasing, those are the people who now will be using the state-run experiments in medical cannabis, and we're already seeing the results, whereby in Colorado they saved the federal government millions of dollars, actually over $100 million, because they didn't want to waste their money on poisonous drugs with side effects, even if they were cheaper, they'd rather use cannabis that actually works. And this is going to continue. We see it in terms of decreased uh, opiate deaths. We see it in terms of decreased uh, levels of, of uh, diabetes, narrower girth, uh, decreased levels of, uh, of, of bladder cancer. So this experiment is going to continue to unfold as we get more and more data because more and more people of the enlightened will continue to experiment and use cannabis. And you can experiment with it because it has no known lethal dose. I have a friend who's been controlling his HIV who actually took in one day 50 grams of high-quality oil. And a few days later, after his carposy sarcoma fell off, he, he came back down onto the planet. Amazing. So yeah. if I understand it correctly, we have specific nerves that deal with pain called, is it vanilloid receptors? Vanilloid receptors. And anandamides, which are produced internally within our bodies from the cannabinoid system, endocannabinoid system, bind with the nerve endings, reducing pain. Does that mean that cannabis could, could be a great candidate to replace opioid drugs as the first line of defense for well, chronic intractable pain? Vanilloid receptor is only part of that story because uh, anandamide depending on dosage, seems to have different effects on these receptors because these are also the, they're also known as caspasin receptors, they're the receptors that uh, chili pepper works on. And what happens is, uh, cannabis, see, they activate by bringing in calcium, so they can be a source of the problem. And the CB1 receptor, for example, will actually turn down that influx of calcium, which is in part involved with the pain, but calcium, cannabis should be used for chronic pain. Opiates are great for acute pain. Opiates are pro-inflammatory in their cells by themselves. So people who use opiates wind up after a while needing more because they're generating pain from the opiates that they're taking after they use them for a while. And that's why we keep having this dose escalation. That's the heart of the opiate problem. It's caused by doctors in the pharmaceutical industry using the wrong drug for chronic pain. Dr. Bob Melamed is my guest. We're going to take another break, hear another word from our sponsors and advertisers, come right back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with Dr. Bob Millimede for our final questions. So, Dr. Bob, talk to me really quickly about cannabis and breast cancer. Should, should people with breast cancer consider using cannabis as, a, uh, as something to uh, help their system? Well, breast cancer is another cancer. And uh, all cancers are powered by fuel, just like all life is powered by fuel. So different cancers have different ways of using either sugar or fat or combinations, and also on occasions protein as well, as energy sources. Without a proper energy source, a cell can't live. So the ideal thing to do, in my mind, is you shut off the fuel supply for a cancer cell. Uh, they don't adapt well to shuffling around. So if you have a person who hasn't gone through chemo, most of the time the cancers are going to be sugar-burning cancers. And if you overload, if you force them into fat-burning, they can't make that transition and they die. So those are the cancer types that our cannabis is most effective for. Others, it gets a little bit more complicated, and it's not simply a matter of estrogen positive or negative or triple positive or triple negative. Uh, it, it goes beyond that because what they haven't looked at, unfortunately, is where the receptors are, and that has a lot to do with what they're doing. For example, estrogen receptors are normally cytoplasmic and nuclear, but at other times they will hook up with sugar-burning apparatus on the cell surface. So depending on where things are and the fuel supplies, uh, there may be additional things needed in addition to cannabis. Uh, we've been having very good success rates, various friends who have been helping other people around the world using a combination of nutrition, high-dose cannabis, coupled with high doses of intravenous vitamin C. High doses of vitamin C intravenously do not act as an antioxidant, but rather as a pro-oxidant. They generate free radicals by interacting with the iron in the blood, and that will tend to help uh, otherwise resistant cancer cells overload with free radicals and subsequently die. Dr. Bob, we got about 60 seconds left. How can people find out more about you and all of your great work? Well, I don't want them to find out more about it. i got about 90 YouTubes out there, and uh, that's the way, you know, once they've watched through those YouTubes, uh, they can follow me on Facebook if they want. I have a lot of discussions going on over there regularly. Also, Phoenix Tears. Uh, I'm very 
Phoenix Tears Foundation, where we try to educate and help people. And I'm involved with a variety of projects around the world. So uh, they'll become more apparent as things unfold further. But ultimately, cannabis will do what it's always done, will lead humanity into the future. And hopefully now it'll be a future of peace and love rather than aggression and greed. Dr. Bob Melamed, it's always awesome, my brother, talking to you. Hopefully you'll come back for another show. Uh, thank you so much for being on Hampersent on Cannabis Radio. My pleasure. My honor. Thank you for having me. Talk to you later, bro. Yeah, man. Now I want to get to another weekly feature of on CannabisRadio.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is. I now have absolute proof that smoking even one marijuana cigarette is equal in brain damage to being on Bikini Island during an H-bomb blast, and that was the 40th president of the United States. Ronald Reagan. That concludes this installment here presented on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and take it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Jump the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.